Welcome back to Keep Idaho Red Radio, and it is a beautiful Saturday morning. And Tom Loon is on assignment this week, so he'll be back next week. I'm Victor Miller, and you're listening to Keep Idaho Red Radio on KIDO, and that is uh, 107.5 FM, 580 AM, and KLIX in the Magic Valley. And we've um, been talking a lot about property tax this morning, first with the Speaker of the House, uh, Mike Moyle, and then with Jason Rump, uh, Representative Jason Monks. And we're going to continue that conversation, but we're going to continue that conversation with JFAC Chair, Joint Finance Appropriations Committee Chair, and Senator Scott Grow. He's been um, he's only been in the Senate for four years, but he's already the JFAC Chair, and he is the eighth most senior person. So if you don't think there's some turnover in the Senate, you would be wrong. District 14, fourth term, he was appointed to his first and elected to his last three. Uh, good morning to you, Senator Scott Grow. Good morning, Victor. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity. Okay, so we t- uh, s- uh, Speaker of the House Mike Moyer kind of set it up. There's three bills, the Scott Grove bill, the Bruce Scogg bill, and the one that Jason Monks is doing. Let's talk about the background a little bit um, on your property tax bill. Why are, you, why are you getting involved? I've been working on this for about three years, and uh, very heavily since this last legislative session. Uh, nearly every day, it seems like you could ask my wife, but uh, and little vacation. Uh, I felt that uh, you know we've had several uh, helps to the income taxpayers, but really nothing for the homeowners, and so that's been my focus. Uh, I felt we needed to do something for them, and so I've been meeting with uh, all kinds of uh, constituents and uh, different groups starting last May in my CPA firm office. And uh, got ideas from all these folks and then came up with uh, what I thought would be the best approach. And so uh, um, I was, uh, you know, as you think about it, Victor, everybody's got a lobbyist, it seems like, in this state, except for the homeowner. And so uh, I want to act as a lobbyist for the homeowner as a senator here uh, because nobody speaks for them. There's no united voice for the homeowners. So I've worked with all these different groups from the left to the right and everybody in between and uh, coordinated the uh, how this bill would actually function, the process, coordinated with the, the Idaho State Tax Commission, with the counties and cities and, and everybody else to make sure that uh, it would work appropriately. So this uh, that, that kind of gives you the background. So now let's dig into a little bit of the bill. Okay, so what does your bill do and what is the advantages of your bill? Okay, can I jump back and maybe talk, first of all, uh, why overall, why we need property tax relief for homeowners? Sure. Okay. Thank you. Um, So first of all, property tax, in my opinion, is the most egregious and regressive tax that uh, we have to pay. You only pay an income tax if you have an income. You only pay a sales tax if you buy something. But uh, when you're just sitting in your house, you're paying property tax every day uh, and without any action on your part. You can lose your income, you lose your job, retire, or experience a health crisis, you're still going to pay your property tax. It's a constant tax that's on the homeowner without his or our choosing. Even though we may not receive any new services, we must pay ever-increasing property taxes based on what the local taxing authorities choose to do as they raise their budgets. And after all that, many of the services our property taxes support are used by others who pay nothing. That's why we're looking at sales tax. Everybody buys something. They buy food, at least. And everybody pays something. And so they participate in uh, in the relief to the homeowners 
who up to this point have been carrying the, the bulk. We know that that's shifted a lot from the uh, the commercial and ag, et cetera. The homeowners have really had the challenge the last uh, couple of years particularly. So that's why I'm focused on the homeowners. That's great. So now let's get in. You're, you want to be the advocate. You want to be the voice for the homeowner. So how do you do that uh, in the te- context of the bill that you're running? And then maybe would you mind going through some of the advantages? So I'm I got, I'm sorry I got out of sequence on, on the logical explanation of this bill, but let's go back to that question. Um, tell us about your bill and the advantages of it. Thank you, Victor. appreciate it very much. And uh, basically what we are looking at with this bill is to dedicate existing sales tax uh, to a fund that would then be allocated to the homeowners. So we're looking at uh, 4.5% of the annual sales tax that's existing. And you may recall that the governor in his uh, State of the State address talked about $120 million that uh, he would be willing to to donate and allocate to uh, homeowner property tax relief. And so... uh, that that's kind of a base, and uh, this 4.5 percent would be about 148 million a year, a little higher than 120, but I think it's in the realm of reasonableness to where it wouldn't be a problem. So what would happen is after the uh, local authorities calculate the tax, it, this doesn't alter how they calculate the tax at all. After they determine what the tax is, then we would have a line on the on your property tax bill for your home that said, uh, state, uh, "State of Idaho." property tax relief and it would be a subtraction from your bill so you would just pay the net and then the state of idaho from the sales tax funds would reimburse cities counties and the other taxing districts for the uh, amount that uh, the reduction that you're receiving as a homeowner what, what is the uh, just as a you know maybe a, a just give us an estimate what is the total number of property uh, do you have an, an an idea of what the total number of property tax like what's the total that's collected across the state. Do you have any idea on that? Yes, I do. And uh, on vo- on the homeowners, it's about about nine hundred ninety seven million. Uh, one thing about this bill is we do not give any relief on the schools if or anything that you vote for. If you vote for it, if we vote for the citizens, then we have the responsibility to pay for it. This bill is directed to all the other taxes that you have no voice. Um, you know, mosquitoes or, or county highways or whatever else, this is to relieve that. So so that's the amount that the total, so if you back out the part, about 25% of that amount is related to schools typically. And so that leaves about $750 million that is the property tax paid by homeowners. And so that's what we would be addressing. Okay, so that $150 million roughly is about 20% of the total amount that's spent uh, statewide by property tax owners. So let's let's always go. There's always people that are, you know, we don't we love this bill. We don't like this bill. So it's always good to know, like what what concerns have you heard about this bill, um, and why why do you think those concerns are misguided? Can I tell you first what's good about the bill before we talk about concerns? <laughs> okay, thank you, Vic. Uh, number one, it's not a tax shift. Uh, you know, if you increase the homeowner's exemption, you're shifting from one homeowner to another or shifting over onto business or ag or somebody else. So it's not a shift. It does not increase property taxes ba- paid by homeowners based on assessed values or levy rates. So you could have your assessed value go up or levy rate go up, whatever. This is based on the actual tax you pay, not on those, all you know, uh, 
those other assessed values and, and rates. This is on the tax, a subtraction from the tax. There's no adverse effect on the local taxing districts or authorities. Uh, they, they determine their budgets the way they choose. It provides real and substantial property tax relief for homeowners. It's ongoing, not a one-time fix. Oh, I should say the first year. This first year, we're going to, going to look at $205 million to go to the uh, uh, homeowners for property tax relief. $205 million. So that's a substantial amount in the first year. We want to kick this thing off so you feel a difference. Uh, so it's, it's ongoing, not a one-time fix. No tax increases of any kind. Tax relief is clear. You'll see it as a, on your notice as a subtraction. Easy to administer by the states and the counties. No lag time for implementation. Relief is from state sales, um, state surpluses beginning this first year. Provides real ongoing property tax relief from, uh, from the sales tax revenues. It helps reduce your mortgage payment. That's going to help folks that are uh, you know, young people trying to get in uh, or older people that are uh, you know, in their homes. It helps everybody that's in their home. Because you have to be careful you don't uh, adversely affect the young people as you try to help the old or you uh, adversely affect the old as you try to help the young. So everybody gets a break here, and their mortgage uh, amounts will be decreased. Or if they don't have a mortgage, then the, the tax itself would go down. So it provides real ongoing relief. Uh, any alternative approaches or temporary fixes and uh, as assessed values and those kind of things change on other people's bills, then that would affect uh, how your tax is. So this... Uh, that, that kind of gives you a quick U.S. Uh, overview as to why this is a good thing for folks. And that's a long list of, of, of advantages. So a good legislator is always going to try to anticipate the, the uh, slings and arrows that will come against a piece of legislation. So let's talk about what you hear as concerns. And, of course, we always have to talk about the reality for renters too, right? The people that don't actually own their homes because this is this is definitely focused solely on the the owner-occupied home. You're being the voice for them. So talk about the concerns and renters and, and those angles. Okay, there are a couple of different concerns. Uh, some folks are saying, uh, hey, this, doesn't, this only helps the homeowners. What, what about everybody else? And my response to that is uh, if you compare the homeowner's property taxes and the increases over the last few years, They've been tremendous increases in tax, whereas the commercial buildings, for example, have been flat. Uh, the ag has been flat. Uh, there has been no adverse property tax effect for those other entities. It's the homeowner that's really uh, had, had the challenge with those increased taxes. So, so that's my response to that. Another response to that is, again, why homeowners? Uh, as you look at the income tax relief, we've done three reductions in income tax rates. But some of our folks are uh, older folks just sitting in their homes that really don't uh, really don't even take, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're sitting in their homes. They're on retired, uh, limited income, and they really don't have any income tax to pay. So those helps we've given in income tax are not helping anybody. So uh, as you look at the other question this asks is why? Why use sales tax? Uh, you know, Everybody pays sales tax, and that's the point. Everybody t does pay sales tax, and everybody uses the services. Does it help renters? D not directly, but what it does do is it lowers property taxes on owner-occupied homes, making them more affordable relative to rental properties. This should put downward pressure on rental rates relative to homes. It helps everybody in that guy in that way. So um, as we, as Idahoans, look, when will this bill be introduced? When's it going to come to committee? So how do we follow it? 
Yeah, I introduced this bill uh, this week in the Senate uh, Local Government Taxation Committee so uh, to be printed, and so possibly next week or the week after we'll be seeing it come through that committee for a full hearing. Perfect. Well, we've been with um, Senator Scott Groh. Uh, Scott is the chairman of the Joint Finance and Appropriations Committee. We didn't even be able to talk about what you do there. That'll have to be another episode. Again, he's, um, he's in District 14. He's in his fourth term. And uh, we're grateful for his uh, willingness to spend some time with us this morning. And we will no doubt be following this bill. And we will have you back on the show to update what's been happening in property taxes in general as the three bills come forward. We'll have to see which one reaches the governor's desk or maybe a combination of them. Anyway, you've been listening to Keep Idaho Red Radio. And we will see you again next week with Tom, uh, Tom Luna and Victor Miller. Thanks for tuning in and have a happy Saturday.